This week on Moms Moving On. To pick up the pieces, put things back together, process the grief, you know, because when you go through something really, really hard, we don't have time to process. It's not, it's not the time to process our feelings and process the grief. Like it's survival mode. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. I am so happy to have you here today. And I have a new friend who I've been kind of obsessing over on Instagram. Her name is Dr. Leah Katz, and she is amazing. If you follow her on social media, you'll feel like her posts are speaking directly to you. She's a clinical psychologist practicing in Portland, Oregon, but she's originally from New York, like me, and she completed her doctorate training at Furkoff Graduate School of Psychology. While living in New York, Dr. Katz worked at a community clinic where she led several groups, treated individuals and couples in therapy, and taught a course in health psychology at Stern College for Women. She currently works in a group practice where she specializes in working with teenage girls and women with a focus on treating anxiety and depression. I'm so happy that she's here with us today because I think she's really going to give us some great information when we think about how to step back into our power and how to drop the anxiety and stress that comes with being a divorced mom moving on. Dr. Leah Katz, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that intro. I'm so happy here. (laughs) I'm so happy that we've connected. I love finding women like you who really are forcing a change, right? And the way we see ourselves and the way Mm -hmm. we move on through life. Can you Mm -hmm. give us like, now that I gave you like the, the big, you know, heavy intro, what is like, how would you introduce yourself? Um, how would I introduce myself? I am a clinical psychologist. That is a big, you know, I spend most of my time of my waking hours practicing psychology and clinical work and writing. I write for psychology today. I have a book coming out and the reason why this work is so, one of the reasons why this work is so important to me is because like what you said, I feel so passionate about helping women find themselves, heal from past injuries and live the life that they really want to live. You know, I think through my clinical work and my own experiences, I think that there's almost, there's this universality about the longing for more, the longing to really make our dreams happen and feeling stuck in some way. I love that. And I, and I, love the work that you do. And it really, I think, resonated with me what you were sharing on social media, because I feel like the woman that you are speaking to in your posts is all of us when we are coming out of a marriage. Like we doubt ourselves for so long. Can we do this? And then we're like, okay, we can do it. Let's do it. We got it. I can do this. I'm going to move on. And then life hits you post-divorce. And then you sink back into that place of anxiety. And you're like, okay, well, how am I going to do this part now? And Mm -hmm. it's all encompassing and it's overwhelming. And it's, you know, very easy to tell one of my clients to take it day by day, but it goes a lot deeper than that. So what, Yeah. how do you help women work through these fears of like, how am I going to handle life right now? Yeah. I think that's, it's such a, again, it's a, a universal experience having gone through something really hard, and traumatic even sometimes having feeling like you lost yourself. And it's not just the event of divorce. It's all the things that led up to that. And then coming out on the other side and, and feeling, you know, it's dealing with the anxiety and the stress of it all, but also feeling with, 
you know, the sense of identity questioning, who am I and where am I and Mm -hmm. what are my next steps? And I think that if I were to offer some advice for someone who's going through that in terms of finding themselves, I think it's remind having patience and compassion, knowing that it takes time and not to expect too much of yourself right away. So it takes time to feel like you're putting your finger back on who you are and you feel more secure and confident with who you are and compassion moving away from the judgment of who am I? And I don't, I should know who I am and why is this not going the way that I want it to? So it's, it's stepping into compassion and, and giving yourself time and also space, you know, like the space to be able to journal and reflect on who am I and what do I want to do? Very concrete things like that can be so helpful. And I do feel like, I know I'm sort of going on, we can unpack these different things. No, 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 it's fine. You know, because as we're talking, these ideas are are sort of coming up for me, but it's the idea of regret too, you know, so working with regret. And again, that's a very, that can be a very painful feeling. And I think people experience regret, especially as we age in a lot of different ways, you know, so regret of, oh, why did it take me so long or lost years feeling that way? And I think that it's the same thing though, too. It's like meeting those feelings with compassion and kindness and reminding yourself that you're not alone with them, you know, that these feelings are universal and that they hit people after they go through the divorce, the divorce, and they hit people when they go through anything big, you know, like there's there's that universalness. Yeah. So how do you find that compassion for yourself when you're coming out of a marriage where most likely things were not good before you separated and you may have had a spouse who has put down your confidence and made you feel as if, you know, either you were a terrible person for making this decision to move on or who's going to want you. You're just a dried up, you know, mm-hmm. divorce, mm-hmm. divorce mama. Mm-hmm. How do you, that, that's where I think, you know, because it's, I understand, I, I agree. You have to have that compassion with yourself to mm-hmm. say, okay, this is going to be mm-hmm. hard. I have to like mm-hmm. give myself a little grace, but it's hard to have compassion for yourself when the person that you were, who was supposed to have the most compassion for you couldn't. So how do you yeah. help yeah. a woman step into that place? Yeah. Uh, I think that compassion, we hope for compassion from the people around us. And if we're not getting it, then we pay attention to that and maybe leave that relationship because it's not good. And deep, deep compassion comes from within. So this, this, this idea of I'm going to learn to give myself the compassion and part of giving yourself the self-compassion is I think that naturally leads itself to having boundaries with people who are not offering you the same thing. We, you know, self-compassion, it's self-worth. They're all, all these ideas are connected to each other. And when you recognize your value and you learn to treat yourself kindly, and I mean, that that in and of itself is a huge, we can write a whole book on that, you know, like how do you treat yourself kindly? But, you know, there's so many different ways of coming at that. And I think one of the very most cornerstone ways of coming at that is noticing how you're talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. How are, you know, what's the language that you're using? Pausing when you have harsh thoughts and learning to reframe them or learning to let them go. Um, but when we start to do that, we develop less of a tolerance for people who are doing that to us, you know, so that there's that the whole conversation about so having boundaries. True. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I feel like, I mean, I say the word boundaries a hundred times a day, but it really yeah. is. You, you can't set them unless you gain that sense of self-worth again, because yeah. If you don't believe that you're worthy of peace and, you know, not being bombarded by a high conflict X all day long, then it's going to be very hard to set those boundaries. So where do you begin to start to build your self-worth back up again? Yeah. 
Oh gosh, that's it's so that's such a powerful, powerful thing to reflect on. I think for all asking of us. Asking for a friend, except asking for all our listeners. <laughs> yeah, all of us. I think because in some way or another, you know, whether again it's like going through a divorce or it's just realizing that, you know, your childhood is still impacting you and you're really living with a lot of pain. Building self-compassion is I, I, it's it's one of these things that a lot of us need to do. So, and I was going to say this before, I think connecting yourself to a community of people uh, is a really, really big one because we can, we can try and do this work on our own and it's difficult. It's difficult because there's life is happening and there's stresses and sometimes there's trauma and there's like, it gets so complicated that if we connect ourselves to a community of people, it helps us stay anchored in the things that we really want for ourselves. And it provides us with support. And sometimes it provides us with role modeling, you know, like, oh, okay, I, I can see this person who's a few steps ahead of me and you can stay connected to that person. The I, community, yeah. I, it's, it's, I mean, a hundred percent why I even created this yeah. Moms Moving On yeah. thing because it was, it's, it's, that was when I realized, you know, I was always like, a, I'll do it myself. I got it. Yeah. I don't need any help. Divorce yeah. humbled me. And that's when I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I can't do this myself. <laughs> right. And I think it's like that with so many things with divorce or with parenting or with like the big things that come up. I think in many ways, whether it's our upbringing or it's culture, we feel like I should be able to do this on my own. And it makes, and, and that's not really possible. And if we have that mindset, it makes things much more painful. That's like where, where pain leads to suffering, you know? It's like oh, when we yeah, 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 yeah. Like my grandma would say, you cut your nose to spite your face, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. At, but it's also like an unfair disadvantage women have because if you are the person who chose to leave your relationship and you're feeling yeah. really confident about that decision, mm -hmm. it's almost like if you ask for help, it's like, well, why didn't you just stay married if it's so hard for you? And it's like mm -hmm. this, this weird, you know. You, so you women, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. drown themselves and trying to do mm -hmm. it all themselves. And then that lack of self-worth goes down when they need it the most. Right. And there's, and for those of us who have been in a hard spot and connected to a community in that hard spot, we know the relief that comes with, oh, mm -hmm. I'm not alone. And mm -hmm. actually there's so many people who are experiencing the same feelings that I am. There's so much power in that, you know? So that, I, I think that's huge. I think it's huge. And I think connecting to, commu to community means a lot of different things. So it's following podcasts that you love. You know, you don't have to have like in-person face-to-face interactions to feel like you're part of a community, you know, following people on social media and interacting with them, having a therapist, right? You can have like one-on-one -on -one community, connecting to groups, you know, they're in your community. So you do get that one face-to-face -face interaction, but there's lots of ways we can find it. And it's powerful. It's a, it's a powerful thing. It's here. Oh my God. I can't believe it. My book is officially out in the world. Have you ordered it yet? It's called Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and comes out the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. So order it now. What are you waiting for? So tell me a little bit about your community. You work with, you work in groups with women. I, I work at a group practice and I work with group women. Group practice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So Can you tell I, us, I, uh -huh. tell us a little about like right now in this current 
day and age, post-pandemic, if, if we're even yeah. at, what is coming up the most for women, moms? What are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, it, I so I'm seeing a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. a lot of depression, you know, just sort of like this deflated sense of what's what's happening. You know, when you live with stress and uncertainty for so long, it could naturally lead us there because we're not built as humans to withhold that level of stress and uncertainty. So, you know, burnout comes. Um, it's interesting now because uh, you said, it, and it's so hard to know what to call this time, right? Like we're not in the throes of it, but it's not over yet. But we're taking still like very much there. And every time you open your news app to read whatever news website you want to read, it's still there, but it's not, it's so strange. It is. It's so strange. And so what I'm seeing in this time, which I suspect will increase is a lot of grief, you know, and I feel it myself too, you know, like this sense of, wow, two years is a long time to go through something so hard and have life so turned upside down the thought that keeps on coming to my mind when I have these conversations and I've been having a lot of these conversations in my clinical work is like, we're almost there. I hope, you know, to pick up the pieces, put things back together, process the grief, you know, because when you go through something really, really hard, we don't have time to process. It's not, it's not the time to process our feelings and process the grief. Like it's survival mode, you know, and you can relate that back to going through a divorce. Oh my too. God. One foot in front of the other. I feel like you're, yes, yeah. you're speaking to all of us right now so yeah. deeply because that's exactly what it is. And then all of a sudden yeah. the dust, the dust settles and you're like, okay, I don't, I, now what? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Now what? And what was this like for me? So it's a time to reflect on the experience that you just had and where am I now with it? How has it impacted me? Mm -hmm. And again, back to that kindness, compassion, like letting ourselves notice and feel the feelings that are here and work through them in whatever way we feel we can, or we're drawn to. What, what do you think, or would you recommend are the top ways to work through those feelings? Again, I think it comes back to process, like community. So processing it, I'm a therapist and I am a big believer in the efficacy of therapy and talking through your feelings with someone else who can hear you and help give you um, some perspective. So that's helpful. But for people who are not in therapy, who can't access that, I think we can find that with really good friends, just talking it through the people who can really listen to you and validate your feeling and get, provide you with empathy. It's finding those people, sharing with them, letting them share with you, holding each other in that way. That's a really big piece of it. And I also, you know, and I think a part of that, an adjunct to that is doing your own reflection. So journaling, you know, this is something that we hear a lot about, but it really, really helps. It's, you know, and it's a hard thing to sit down and do. I know I see you like, no. Well, no, I, I, in my book that just came out, I have Uh every chapter ends with journal prompts. And at the, Uh, at uh the end of the book, there is like basically journaling for dummies, like your blueprint for journaling. If you've never done it before, because it is what saved me in some of the darkest times of my life. And I owe so much of my success to to self-reflecting through journaling for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. There's something very powerful. And even if it's just a, it doesn't have to be this long journaling session. Even if we just pause for a few minutes at the end of the day, collect our thoughts. I encourage the people that I work with. And I talk a lot about this just to do like a three-way reflection with yourself. Mm -hmm. How's my body feeling in this moment? Where are my thoughts and what feelings am I having? You know, so it's like that triangle. Um, I think it, that creates this robust self-awareness because they're all connected. You know, our thoughts are connected to our emotions and that's all connected to our body. And it's just this really gentle way of turning inward. Powerful also. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that triangle, that trifecta that is really powerful because I mean, I I don't think I've ever had a stronger sense of self-awareness than I do now being a divorced 
woman and a co-parent, you really mm-hmm. have to check in with yourself and know yourself mm-hmm. so you can yeah. do yeah. the best that you can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I will say that's something that's been a big part of my life that's helped a lot. This helped me a lot go through hard times. And I talk a lot about this is developing a mindfulness practice. So that's another way I think of coping with hard feelings, gaining for sure, like for sure, gaining self-awareness and learning to cope with the hard stuff. So, so that's, that's another way to, you know, after the pandemic going through a divorce, I think practicing mindfulness is another really great tool. Yeah. I'm not, I, that's something my husband is always like, just be mindful, be mindful. Uh, uh-huh. What's happening right now? Like, right. I mean, mindfulness is essentially the antidote to anxiety because I live in an anxious mindset despite uh-huh. my Zoloft and how far I've come with my anxiety. It's always like I'm one step ahead. And he's yeah. always like, just be mindful. I'm like, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> well, so maybe, you know, for people who are listening to this or even, you know, maybe it's worth exploring, like joining a mindfulness class. If you can, you know, if you have the resources and the ability to, there are some really, really great intro to mindfulness classes, then you can just Google it, you know, like mindfulness, or there's something called MBSR mindfulness-based stress reduction, which mm-hmm. is like this really nice, I've done it like years ago. And I, um, it's this nice intro. It's like, oh, this is what it is. And this is what it feels like. And you connect another form of connection. You connect with other people in the community who are showing up to this class, but it can be right. It can be, I mean, and all the research coming out now too. I mean, mindfulness meditation is helpful for basically everything. You know, basically I have everything. I don't think I've read a study that has said it, it's not helpful for this. <laughs> right. And even if it's right. not helpful, it's definitely yeah. not going to hurt you. Right. Like yeah. it yeah. just takes you yeah. out of your own head for a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I love these tips and strategies, but we have to talk about the fact that you too have a book coming out. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) Tell us about that. My book is coming out next month, May. (gasps) I know it's coming up. And I know you just published your book. So, you know, it's like this long, long journey. And then all of a sudden it's here. Yeah. 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 Um, And my book is called, yeah, go ahead. No, I want to hear what it's called. I want to hear what it's about. Okay. Yeah. So it's called Gutsy Mindfulness Practices for Everyday Bravery. How did you not just plug that talking about mindfulness? I'm glad I asked. This is the book we all need next, everybody. Okay. Yeah, no, it's exciting. And I feel, I feel really excited about it. And, you know, it's interesting because when I wrote the book, it was before COVID, you know, I had my manuscript and it was, and now I feel like maybe more than ever, we all need reminders of how to practice kindness, how to practice compassion, how to access our bravery. And that's what my book is about. It's all about, um, you know, chapter by chapter, different ideas and different thoughts on how we can use mostly mindfulness-based practices to find meaning, heal ourselves, and live the life that we really want to live. That is, I mean, our audience can definitely benefit from that because as we always talk about here in the Moms Moving On world, divorce is an opportunity to create a brand new life, not just the death of a relationship. And, And being mindful about the fact that you have the world at your fingertips again, and you get to create the life right. you want to live is it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think that like, we could even like take that one step further and it's after something traumatic, like a divorce. And it's also like every single day, you know, like every single day we can wake up and we have all these opportunities. We have the ability to like create a new mindset for ourselves and access the bravery or work with something painful that keeps on coming up with ourselves. We have that ability 
all the time, you know? So I think sometimes we feel like, oh, I need to wait for the right time or yeah, you know, we don't realize like we can do this. We can, you can do this right now. You can finish this podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can pay attention to what's happening for you. Is there anything that's coming up for you? That's keeping you stuck. And how can you work with that? You know, we don't have to take the same old feelings for granted. We can work with them. I love this. I love all the information you give. Um, do you work with women virtually or how, how does it work? If somebody wanted to like call you up and get your help. Yeah. So I do well, because of COVID everything moves to zoom therapy. And now slowly I'm starting to see people back in person at my practice in Portland. Um, but because of licensing laws, I can only work with people who live in Oregon because I'm like, okay. Okay. You hear that Oregon reach out, (laughs) but if you're not in Oregon, that's why the gram is so valuable. She is at Dr. Leah Katz. Yeah, Dr. Leia Katz. Uh-huh. And drleahkatz.com. Great resources on her website too. Highly recommend. And let's all be on the lookout for the book. You'll have to send me a link when it's out and we'll share. Is it available for pre-order? It's available for pre-order. Yeah. And there you go. It's linked, everybody. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. I know. So exciting. And I know you can relate to that because your book is out now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But like you, I mean, it was like I got my book deal in 2020 and now Uh it's 2022. I feel like, you know, know. hurry up and wait, but now it's here. So it's great. Yay. (laughs) Um, So we'll be book buddies soon. Everybody check her out. She is wonderful. I was so excited about bringing her on the podcast and now you've met her and I hope this episode helped you grow. Leah, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process, from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists and it's called the Moms Moving On membership community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com and click on become a member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.